0: And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at JoinMIDI.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do.
1: house we don't want to know we're dedicated yes. to all fever shows oh my cricket everybody launch your photo scary dog there's an as good evening afternoon whatever time this is happening we are <clears throat> you are listening to a Rattledge and Broadcasting premier podcast TV party tonight I'm your host, the mandated reporter, and frankly, I'm mortified, Mr. Mark Radlitz, and tonight we are reviewing Animaniacs Season 2 and Looney Tunes Season 3, uh, both of which I believe had premieres for their seasons in the month of November, and we're just now getting caught up on these. Yeah, Animaniacs was November 5th, and Looney Tunes was November 25th, so we're doing them in one show for you here at the end of December, Because we sure, why not joining me? uh is my animation partner in crime from honeysuckle rose creations alexis haina how do you do madam how's it going and happy narf day happy narf day what's that from the episode one of the episodes we're going to talk about today it's too long ago i don't remember um (laughs) oh well this
0: is a wonderful setup by the way i sure (laughs) hope you're cutting those plastic rings i still have haunting images
1: of turtles tangled up in those things absolutely um, which tells you how like slapdash I kind of threw this all together because I've been I went to a, I went to the dentist this morning and then I've been doing stuff to prep for the month of January and it was like oh Christ it's like almost time to record I like ran like grab food and grab grab a drink with the ring still on it <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> I'm all I'm all messed up here all right so animaniacs let me let's jump right into season two here and I have to say the first thing is a minor quibble a minor complaint. You know, you can see in the background that I'm using, if you're watching on video, they, the big part of the marketing was they were going to do this like Thundercats opening. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. And I thought it would either be, you know, like occasionally Family Die does a cold opener to their show mimicking another television show. Like they've done The Naked Gun before. They've done some other ones. And uh, I thought, okay, well, maybe they'll, they'll just open in Animaniacs instead of doing the traditional theme, they'll do the Thundercats thing and they'll they'll really have some fun with it. It, it was, was twenty seconds. It was twenty seconds, and they did nothing else with it, like other than dressing up the Animaniacs all muscular and giving and giving. Uh, I think Yakko Liono's sword. They didn't really do anything with it. They didn't do anything to sort of parody the Thundercats or have any kind of editorial n- perspective on it. It was just like, wouldn't it be funny? And then and then it was. And then I thought, okay, well maybe this will lead into something else. If it's not nope. the intro, if it's just like, if it's just part of the cartoon, maybe it'll lead to something else that they were going to do. And like, no, it just ends and we're off and on to another thing.
0: Pretty much. They, they fight a giant robot of Ralph <laughs> and the world sits there and goes, whoever decided to give Dot boobs, you need to be drugged <laughs> onto the street and <laughs> shot.
1: Yeah. It's, it was rough. There are I certain really- things
0: just, you don't do in animation folks.
1: No kidding. Um, anyway, so just in general, what did you think of Animaniacs Season 2?
0: Um, I have seen, we are seeing some improvements uh, over Season mm-hmm. 1. Some of the things we talked about, we said we wanted to see more returning characters uh, since they have got, they got rid of all of the, um, you know, all the other well, side characters, as it were. So it was right. fun getting to see some other characters from season one return. Uh, Julia the mouse coming back. I was really glad to see that. That little cameo from the Benedict the dragon was neat. Even the little cameo from the uh, faux Arnold Schwarzenegger parody was yeah. It was kind of nice. Uh, the animation is a little bit better. Nothing we talked about with the first seasons. We felt there was no real consistency with the animation. Uh, with the exception of our main characters, there was no concrete design for anyone else it, it, it looked like every single other character was designed by a different animator and it just there, there's a lack of consistency to it and it feels very uneven and uneasy mm-hmm. uh this one there you're starting to see a little bit more consistency so it's a bit better mm-hmm. um i think it's still a little over the top on certain places they've also toned down thank god some of the expressions on the human characters going (laughs) back to that one episode with seth myers where they're doing the creepy smile and i'm like i does seth myers have that creepy of a smile or did somebody just really get high when they animated that i don't know so this was a little bit better i can't believe i'm saying this but i think they need to tone down the meta just a tiny bit Animaniacs was known for its meta humor being extremely topical. It's one of the things we loved about it, but it wasn't all like that. You know, there were still Mm -hmm. several episodes where they were able to do that without it being to get it. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, say them all. This one, this season was very meta, very on top of what was going on. I've lost track of how many times Pinky and the Brain went up against Putin, Madeira, and Kim (laughs) Jong-un. I mean, clearly, that's like, okay, so we can't animate Bill Clinton anymore. Let's animate these three all over again. (laughs) Because you know how often Bill Clinton uh, made cameo appearances in the original series. Um, Like I said, I kind of want them to tone that down a little bit and find just a nice... Like I said, obviously that's not going to happen entirely, but I want to see some more episodes where that's not
1: the joke as it were. Okay, so that that was definitely one of the first things I wanted to talk about and it's interesting to hear you say like maybe let off on the meta humor and write some write some jokes without having to depend on that. One of the criticisms I had of the first season was it just felt very angry. Like yeah. the writers that was we we talked about that at length where the writers just like, they had a bone to pick with people who voted for Trump. They had a bone, bone to pick with uh, a lot of different things. And it, it comes off, there were things that were funny about it, but it definitely comes off like an angry agenda at times. Very which is much. weird to have in your kid's show that was, you know, <laughs> that's airing on Hulu. And, and let's not forget that, yes, it ha- maniac certainly us being included, has an adult audience, but it's still a children's program. This is not BoJack Horseman exactly and and so i was like like why did we you know why did we feel the need to go there and then this season and this is one of the things i I thought was better about it i actually thought this had less of an angry sounding agenda to it this had an this had less of an angry tone i thought a lot of the episodes in this one were just you know they were having fun with the animaniacs and they were they were in fact i thought writing some pretty keen and funny jokes without having to depend too heavily on a political message uh that's that's me i i don't know if, if you and i just saw it differently or we're just we're commenting on different aspects of it but i definitely enjoyed season two a little bit more than i enjoyed season one for that reason
0: oh without a without dad season two was much more enjoyable another thing i'm glad they finally upped on as weird as it sounds, was their educational uh shorts. Mm. We talked about this in the previous season. One of the things you and I, I think most fans agree they love about it the original Animaniacs was some of their educational songs Yakko's mm. World or The Countries of the World by Yakko Warner, uh, Wacko's America, stuff like that. And we talked about how we i think we were trying to set some of that up in the first season but it didn't go anywhere like uh the vote for women's rights suddenly turning into a cartoon characters deserve to vote thing And we're going wait what You know <laughs> where'd that go this one we get a fun couple fun little songs about the bayou tapestry uh i really liked uh yakko's uh, the history of the world song mm-hmm. that was pretty good um I think the one that really got me about the whole meta thing was the obvious duckamuck episode.
1: Oh which, yeah. <laughs>
0: which was, I, I saw a teaser for this with the Pepe Le Pew thing. Cause obviously with the whole controversy with Pepe Le Pew is canceled. You, we knew that that segment was going to, mm-hmm. you know, really get, uh, go viral. And it did. <laughs> and it was funny. Um, but then but first of all, like I said, it gets a little too meta with Yakko Goons. Like this is you did this like sixty years ago, and this is obviously a port, you know, parody of Portal with the Portal of the Skies. It's like we don't need to hear that. And then it goes very bizarre where Yakko gets a hold of the animator, and we're expecting <laughs> they're going to follow through with Duckamuck and, and Rabbit Rampage, and it's going to be like one of the Warner siblings or, or even Chicken Boo or something, or- Scratches stiff or something, right? And it's it's no one. It's just this female animator that we've never seen before, and she's
1: like, "I just which which misses the point of Duck Muck, don't you think? Exactly. The point of Duck is Bugs Bunny messing with Daffy Duck. Yeah, you know that's they why are... it
0: works with the uh, sequel well, Rabbit that's... Rampage because that's all more fun messing with Bugs Bunny,
1: right? And it, it's it's an act of revenge, you know. It's like, I, well, I can't get you in the cartoon, so I'll get you this way." Um, which just as an aside, and we'll talk about this with Looney Tunes. My daughter, say hi, daughter. Hi. No, be on camera when you say it. There you go. Thank so you my, da- my daughter, my daughter, well, as we were watching, we binged Looney Tunes yesterday, and she and it's like no matter what other character this is happening to, she focuses strictly on Bugs Bunny, goes, Why does Bugs Bunny always win? You know, <laughs> it's just, it's a great frustration for her. Yeah, me too. And my too. son Jonas. Hi. Hello. You're not on camera. Hello. There we go. Hello. Go away, Max Headroom. Go show the
0: kids... Er- <laughs> oh my god, there was nothing but an arm there. <laughs> go tell your. Go show your kids early Bob Clava cartoons. Bugs mm-hmm. tended to lose more in those.
1: Um, but the point being, getting back to the Animaniacs bit, is no one's messing necessarily with Yakko out of revenge. Like, I don't remember what I don't remember what her motivation was to do any of that. I,
0: something just about how it was a release for her. It was just a stress release, and that's all. She's like, "Oh, it's like something other that's like other than my geeky tea collection. This is all I have." I, I don't know. It
1: was yeah, that's a really that a, a little too topical. Yeah, that that didn't land at all. Um, speaking of my son who just uh, ran in on camera, we're not, not going to go yeah. through all of all of these, but. I, I there were some that hit more so with us than others. Wacko waits endlessly for his new video game app to load. I, you're a gate you've you've played video games. I don't know if you're still an active gamer, but have you you know you know the pain of like you're putting you put your game in you're getting ready to play, you're all set, you've got your drink nearby, you get your feet up, you are ready to get involved in whatever this thing is and it's like uh, needs an update
0: all the time <laughs>
1: and, you know apparently, apparently that's one of the great frustrations with modern gamers now is, That these games are so complex and they're constantly putting patches out. You are constantly mid game having to upload things and patch things and wait for things to load and it takes forever. Not to mention the institutional like um, little movies in between each level apparently also take forever to load now. Oh, trust me. We just got,
0: we just installed Baldur's Gate 3 on our main desktop. Mm-hmm. You do not want to hear how loud the fan is now to work with those graphics cards. <laughs> Andre, Andre's playing and I'm just they there going, like, I'm pretty sure this thing is either going to crash or explode.
1: Or fly away. <laughs>
0: one of the two well one of the three yeah it's just so yeah no that that one was funny and they thought they did a pretty good job with it let me see here i thought the noah's ark episode was kind of funny that was sort of a clever idea that the warners um had a second arc for all the mythological creatures oh
1: yeah that's a fun one
0: that was cute that was very cute uh so let's see here what else um Uh, We got the return of Starbucks and Cindy and the Incredible Gnome in people's mouths. Uh, I will say, Starbucks and Cindy is a little funnier this time because Mm. I I complained the first time that it was obvious that the audio was just an animator recording his his infant daughter talking. Just mm-hmm. rambling about something, and they animated over it, and I'm just like, "Yes, that the the joke is that you have a cute kid." Got it. <laughs> this one they do the same, but it's clear they gave a little more direction to the kid who was recording because the situation now is that the aliens trying to escape bath time. So at least there's a again. It's just like okay, at least now. The what she's saying is a little more relatable because she's now the kid's saying, Oh, you need a bath. It's like, see, that's actually kind of funny. Just hearing a kid suddenly go, I had a dream, and then the toilet is stinky that, that doesn't work,
1: yeah. Um, late in the season, they do a two part Oliver Twist one, which I don't know, I, I, I in my head, and maybe I'm, I'm way off on this, but it almost if, if not. <sighs> Not totally in tone, in um, in theme, but somewhat in tone and tenor, it, it felt very Whackos Wish to me. Like it was just really very bizarre. much. Yeah, talk to me about the Oliver Twist one in your in your mind.
0: It was a little weird. Uh, the musical parodies were good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, the, I thought I I love the Consider Yourself freelance <laughs> so, <laughs> as someone who has worked freelance a good chunk of her life. That was really good.
1: Um, but,
0: yeah, it again, I feel like they had the idea for the songs, and they just trying to cram the uh, sk- actual sketch in with it.
1: So one of the things we talked about was how they they use the show, much like Family Guy, Animaniacs uh, goes out of its way to ponder, uh, parody, uh, critique, a lot of modern things. And so, uh, again, another modern gaming thing, which my son got a huge kick out of uh we have all of these devices i I focus on video games it also happens a little bit with television where your device will tell you hey you've been on the couch for too long maybe get up oh the
0: mayfly (laughs) that that that, admittedly i thought that was okay i first of all the whole thing about the mayfly thing was hilarious Mm -hmm. even though crazy random how that you know started mm-hmm. and I just love how yeah they actually played it up they paused the opening credits did this whole thing and they're like okay now back to the opening credits right. well, they, they let really an exercise
1: good. break yeah which I, I got a kick out of and I thought that was okay so. that's the that's not a joke that's that'll age very well but it's very funny right now. Mm-hmm. Um the other one the other one I wanted to talk about was the Christopher Columbus episode. Oh was, boy. This is one of the few where I was like that's something you want to talk about there, fellas?
0: Jeez. Yeah, no kidding. Again, it's like, okay, gee, do you have a bit of an agenda here? I have no problem with re-christening Columbus Day's Indigenous Americans Day or Indigenous Peoples Day. I am fine with this.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: this is again, not a battle
1: I'm gonna fight with you right now about. I it it was one of those where I'm just citing the fact that boy, they had a very concerted opinion here. And it, sure, it works for an audience that's receptive to that, but not everyone may be. And, and it comes across as a bit... It,
0: it ham-fisted?
1: Co- yeah, it comes across as a bit ham-fisted, a bit angry. Like I said, they did a really good job of not sounding angry this season, except for this, ep- this part of the episode.
0: The repeated refrain of, does he really deserve his own day? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, whether or not you agree with the rechristening of Columbus Day is mm-hmm. neither here nor there and that is again not the place this co- this is really not the podcast to discuss it nope but yeah it's like sorry some of us do have other things to do today but it yeah it, it's very similar to the first season where it was just like wow you guys really had something to say here didn't you
1: and and to you know, Robert brings this up occasionally on Damn You Hollywood, how there are certain things that seem to be done just to get, like, kudos on Twitter, mm-hmm. which I don't know what currency a kudo on Twitter's you know, buys you. Uh, I, I guess if you work in the entertainment field in Los Angeles, you, you may or may we, – we, we make this joke all the time that there there is some – there are some critics on Rotten Tomatoes where we feel like the only reason why they wrote what they wrote was to get invited to sexy parties. But, <laughs> and, and that's kind of how I felt about that. It was just like, you're, I, I don't know, maybe like kids in school might be, you know, learning about the, you know, the dark side of Columbus or they may be excising him entirely from curricula. Um, and so maybe that works for them. Like my kids didn't seem to care. Um, and, and maybe most people who would be who might be watching this with their kids wouldn't care either um and even if they had the opposite thought regarding columbus they still wouldn't care because it's like stupid Animaniacs. i don't know it just it was one of those where like of all the things you're going to take a shot at you know in your show of all the mm-hmm. things you can make fun of, of 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 all the agendas and check marks you could be you know using your show to um to talk about really we're, we're you're going to jump on the already battered and bruised and nearly dead columbus you know a, 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 as an icon of american history which do you think was more ham-fisted the
0: columbus or nero world's <laughs> biggest quotation marks
1: yeah i've the nero one didn't bother me nearly as much as the columbus one then that just might be personal taste
0: maybe it's also because that one was actually kind of funny because mm-hmm. even though the quotes we, we knew who they were parodying and making fun of the fact that they kept it so close to the chest with You know, Mm -hmm. that the fact that this guy sounded like Nero, looked like Nero. Well, yes, can I help you? Oh, you dropped your toy. Got it. Sorry, I'm getting claws on the shoulder again. (laughs) Not to mention, the Nero episode had my favorite joke in the whole series. And it's really a bad sign that the part that makes me laugh the hardest out of this whole season happened in the first 30 seconds of the show. Yeah. The Pompeii snow globe. (laughs) I
1: loved that. That made me laugh so hard um so there. i don't remember if this is if you've already referenced this one but it's towards the end of the thing they've got yakko explains the history of the world to a race of aliens i remember laughing a lot at that that was good uh dot teaches a dramatic math lesson involving beach balls i'm pretty sure i laughed at that one um oh, what did you
0: think of the uh brain using the device to go back in time to bet on basketball games which starts to rip apart uh the space-time continuum
1: I was amused. I, I I was thinking about Jesse during that one. He's such a time travel nerd. Um, Not yeah, going to
0: lie, though, the sudden combination of animation, I actually went out of, holy crap, when I saw Pinky and Felt.
1: Last thing I, I just want to ask you real quick, and then we'll move on to Looney Tunes. Um, I We haven't talked a whole lot about Pinky and the Brain this season. <sighs> I remember Pinky and the Brain's cartoon spinoff being so funny. Oh you yeah, we talked about that a whole bunch of times. We covered the first volume of the DVD, mm-hmm. you know, and just you know, there were things to this day that I will quote, you know, you know, the, 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 Maurice the sheep loving carrot and the, the, the and a,
0: hippo and a beach song.
1: Yeah, um, but me and Pippi, my my, so my wife will often ask me, you know, when I feel when she seems it seems like I'm distracted and i and she'll be talking to me and i i have utterly tuned her out because i've tuned out the entire world i've gone to another dimension and she'll snap you back and she was like and she'll just look at me go but me and pippi longstocking what yeah what do the children, the children look, look like <laughs> well yeah which is the sign that i was not listening at all you know it's that mm-hmm. whole you what's in pinky's brain episode
0: yeah oh my I played god I love that that for her and she was
1: like wow that is you at times <laughs> um i just in another world my point being, I can't remember, now granted this was a month ago, um, I cannot remember a single thing from this season that made me, that that stayed with me. Like I may have laughed in the moment, but I don't think there was anything that stood out to me like Brainy the Pooh or Maurice the Sheep Loving Carrot or any of that stuff from the, and, and that's like what, 20 years ago? I, and I can still remember all that stuff. But I I can't remember from a month ago what I watched on this season of Animaniacs.
0: I can remember some of the plot lines, but I Mm -hmm. don't really remember any of the major jokes. I think the only one that I remember is... Again, from the first episode where they teleport and they accidentally end up merged. And mm-hmm. that's just because you get a lot – as their brain waves start to cross over, brain starts talking like Pinky. And it's always fun to hear Maurice LaMarche suddenly do a really good impersonation of Rob Paulson's Pinky. Just yeah, all of a sudden it's like, okay, so go open that thing that looks like pudding. Ooh, pudding. (laughs) Just again, things like that's, that's fun, but it goes down more to the voice actor Mm -hmm. than the actual uh, writing and the humor.
1: I, I agree. All right. So anything else you want to talk about before we move on to the next bit?
0: Like I said there it's definitely showing improvement I like that we're getting development of the other characters I love that we're seeing more of Nora the new uh, CEO Warner Brothers yeah I complained yeah I complained in the first season that I felt like she didn't have a character so to Mm -hmm. speak it was just oh look it's a modern day CEO no she has a character now Uh, we see her with her daughter the daughter comes back uh, once or twice also really good. So again, we're seeing improvement and we're seeing them move away from the things we didn't like about the first season, but this is still not where I think it needs to be entirely uh one hell of a cliffhanger to end off on the uh, end of the season now with Ralph being in charge of Warner
1: Brothers. that's uh well, I hope they do something with it. Mm-hmm. oh, but it isn't just like, oh, that's a funny gag to end on, and then we're back to you know Ralph the security setting. guard, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they, well, it got renewed for a third season. So I guess we'll come back and do this again. Uh, I have to tell you, just, uh, and this will be my transition into the first plug of the evening. So you, uh, you, we, we both kind of collectively bailed out on Jellystone. You were, I think, busy with cons at the time. Uh, I am always busy with, with this stuff. And so if I have to lose a show here or there, I don't get too upset about it. You know who, I think I, I might have said this to you, you know who constantly brings that up that we never did it and thinks we need to go back? your son my son who thinks like jellystone is the funniest thing he's ever seen and he's watched animaniacs he's watched looney tunes and he's watched jellystone and that's the one he prefers the most was jellystone it's the one he talks about the most
0: i watched one episode of jellystone (laughs) and i messaged you and i said mark if you love me you will not make me sit through any more of this
1: Okay, we, we gotta let her finish talking before you interrupt her, or or you could or you could do what everyone else does and just talk over each other. Here, come on. Let...
0: And also, I I don't I don't like jokes so the most. Really, not thinking about it. I I do really
1: like um. I I changed my mind and I now like um the Animaniacs watching more. Okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He never stops talking about Jellystone. Don't listen to him. All right. Um, yeah,
0: no, I you. I, I messaged you after the first episode, and I was like, please, please strike <laughs> this. I cannot sit through any more of this. Honestly, there was
1: nothing to talk about other than, like, I. this might be, this is the worst thing we've reviewed yet, but my sons thought it was fantastic. So, you know, different audiences, I guess. It definitely was not made for us. But I, I am curious, you know, it's yet another HBO Max deal, um, they're close to announcing a date for Secrets of the Mogwai, which is supposed to be animated, and I... I... Secrets of the Mogwai
0: as in Gremlins?
1: Yes. Have you, have you not heard about this? No, actually, I haven't. Oh, yeah, they announced, when, when they launched HBO Max, there was a whole list of stuff that, that was in, like, various stages of development that was forthcoming. A animated Secrets of the... Gremlin Secrets of the Mogwai series is coming up soon. <sighs> HBO Max's quality in in terms of these cartoons is questionable at best.
0: Putting it mildly. Will you quit dropping this?
1: All right. um, With that said, uh, what would help with the writing of any of these things really uh, in this world is Grammarly. For you listeners of TV Party Tonight, Grammarly's AI-powered products help people communicate more effectively. Grammarly helps you write mistake-free on Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and nearly anywhere else you run on the web. Grammarly corrects hundreds of grammar, punctuation, spelling mistakes while also catching contextual errors, improving your vocabulary, and suggesting style improvements. To download Grammarly today, go to getgrammarly.com slash w2mnetwork. Again, it's getgrammarly.com slash w 2 network to download Grammarly for free. All right, Looney Tunes, here we go Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Revoid. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Um,
0: now, talk about improvement over season one. Again. Oh, my God. We are seeing so everything that we I, that we said we wanted to see more of. HBO Max is clearly uh, listening to our podcast because we're <laughs> getting more of it. But I'm just going to say this. Stop with the gross-out humor. For the yeah. love of god the fried rabbit machine and everyone loves mayonnaise has been burned into my brain yeah
1: that i I, there's always one or two of these where i have to revert my eyes and i think that was the one where i was like oh this is gross
0: yeah street gum wear me fried Mm -hmm. rabbit sandwich
1: yeah all yuck um very so it's funny because we talked about christopher columbus and animaniacs here's how they here's how you do it right the gag with Sam that opens up see, season 3 where he's a con- Sam the Conquistador and he's doing a Christopher Columbus parody and and like this is straight out of the Eddie Izzard bit with do you have a flag? He's like if my flag touches it it belongs to me now. And see, then the, and then the yeah. whole thing is him is like him being tricked by Bugs Bunny with his own gimmick. That's funny. Yeah.
0: I was terrified when we got the bit where he builds the wall around the island that this was suddenly going to turn into a Trump thing. No, they they made a, a border crossing joke. Yeah, border crossing has always has been an issue since America was first made. This okay, is it doesn't not
1: have to be America. You have try sneaking into any country.
0: True. So <laughs> you know. yeah, this is not, you know, overly meta. This is actually. Right funny and it right. works because uh, i saw the wall i'm like oh god please don't please don't please don't <laughs> Oh, thank god they didn't
1: no like bugs bunny like like him jumping the wall or whatever and bugs Bunny showing up in the border patrol outfit i laughed at and it didn't seem to be politically motivated it was well who else is going to show up what, what was it what was going to show up there a mall cop it would be a border patrol agent he yeah. jumped the wall that's the joke
0: exactly it was funny
1: yeah i thought like this was a strong open to season three and i have to say season three i've I've enjoyed the most so far out of all of these um i laughed a lot with this i have to tell you my 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 kids and i our favorite character now is cicero i knew it i
0: knew it i knew you were going to talk about cicero We, we
1: were cheering when his cartoon came up and and i we probably had the biggest laughs of the season with his stuff like He's such a he's such a menacing like little character, but he's adorable at the same time. It's a, it's really funny how they handle him. Um, and so the whole setup to that episode is Porky takes him bowling, and it was so funny because I don't know if you have a like a nephew or niece or a cousin or something that that's a child that you can relate this to. In my case, it was my son, where he's playing the video game and he's just like, "Please put down your video game! We're having a we're doing a real activity. We're ha- playing a real game." And the look on Cicero's face, like, <laughs> like just kill me, <laughs> you know. It was so funny, and I looked at my son, and my son even said he was like, "Yeah, I know that's me." Um, <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm aware, very self-aware. Uh, but then it was like when he saw the opportunities to hurt Porky over and over and over again, <laughs> and suddenly there was there was there was buy-in. I was howling with laughter. Like it's not as funny as him burning the house down. But this was close.
0: That, that one is still the funniest I think yeah. we've ever seen on this show.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, I wasn't a fan you of when he got. The,
0: I wasn't a fan of the part where he stuck his fingers in Porky's nose. Mm-hmm. Just because, again, the animation um, got a little too to as soon,
1: huh? as, as soon as Porky's face was in the bowling ball, I'm like, oh, he's going to get poked in the eyes. And I and I was like, okay, thank God it was just up his nose.
0: Okay, touche. Mm-hmm. I think actually one of my favorite ones uh, was Frame the Feline. Again, this is something that I asked for when we reviewed the first uh, mm-hmm. season of this, was I said, we need to bring back more Looney Tunes characters. I said, not that, you know, we don't love Bugs, we don't love Porky and Daffy, we don't love Elmer, we don't love Sylvester and Tweety, but the collection of Looney Tunes characters is so vast. I said, we need to bring back more of these iconic characters. And we did. We get Hubie and Bert the mice, and we get mm-hmm. Claude Cat, and it was so good seeing them again. I love that we go back to the classic um formula of let's just screw with Claude until he gets kicked out of the house. <laughs> the cheese uh store was very clever. I love just all the ways that Claude's trying so hard not to have the cheese be destroyed. Very <laughs> funny. Uh just a little there's a bit where the owner's like, I'm coming out as soon as I put on my shoes. Okay, now I need to put on my leader, <laughs> hosen. Uh now I got to hang nail, I got to take care of it and you don't see this, you just hear him say mm-hmm. this while Claudia's freaking out trying to rebuild wheels of to make cheese. cheese. <laughs> I loved
1: it. I uh the one the one this is a, like the minorest of minor quibbles, but the one thing I was missing was I wanted one of the mice to say riot. He did. And he did I i didn't hear it. he did.
0: I, it, I it's I, a I little like he said something of, else. Okay. He laughs and he goes, riot. It's a little off, though, because it's such a different voice actor. Obviously, Mm -hmm. Stan Friedberg, rest in peace, uh, is not doing the voice. Mm -hmm. But and I will admit, it's weird because uh, Hubie sounded dead on. Boyd sounded a much deeper in tone. Mm -hmm. So when he said riot, it, it doesn't really it doesn't hit your ear the way you're used to.
1: Yeah, well, that's how I missed it then, I guess, because I was look, I was listening for it. I wanted to hear him say Riot, and-, and we never got there. At least I didn't hear it. So, fine, he said it. Great. I missed it entirely for, I guess, the reasons you're citing. Um, Petunias in this season, it's the same gag as before. I-, I was laughing because, like, they've made her so stupid. You know, yeah. the way she's like, oh, I need fertilizer. Fertilizer is poop. Poop is garbage. I'll put garbage, and it was like that kind of logic proof, you know, in her in her thinking. I was like,
0: okay, yeah. And- the minute the she goes in, and the lady's like, and I only had one weed to pull, and like, so where's the point where somebody says, oh, I only ha- I have to get all of these pies made, and the only employees are the three stooges? <laughs> it's like, wow. There's writing on the wall, and then there's this.
1: Yeah, I I do- uh, I, right. I don't love the Petunia Pig stuff. I, I mean, it was was one of those where it's like. So stupid I had to laugh, kind of a deal. Where like I didn't think it was witty. It was more like watching a guy. It was like Chevy Chase falling down the stairs. Like you laugh because like there are just things that are intrinsically funny despite yourself. Like you don't want to laugh at it, but you do anyway. That's kind of the entire Petunia Pig short for me.
0: I do love that we get some more variety in the uh the mini shorts in between. And we've now got uh Porky trying to throw uh sylvester out for that why do mm-hmm. people throw their cats out for the night
1: i i don't know but there's an overkill song uh, uh called like shine on i think it is and the opening line is someone left my cat um somebody, about someone put my cat out in the rain uh which which when we reviewed that overkill album all i kept doing macarthur park um <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: just it's a long again, long follow my logic. Anyway, um, I don't know. I, I assume they they it's a it's a you're not able to watch the pet and you and the cat can be destructive. I, I don't know.
0: I don't know either. We got a couple of neighbors who let their cats roam free during the neighborhood. One who actually uh came up to our house in the middle of the night a couple about a week ago and just started meowing to be let in. And I'm just <laughs> like, you know. This isn't your house. We actually ended up letting the cat in and let him stay overnight because it was so cold out. And this cat was just whining to be let in. And again, it's like, you don't live here. And we own dogs.
1: So you uh, you remember the old classic um, cartoon with Elmer Fudd with, with Uncle Wooey. And Uncle Wooey, if, if he takes care, takes care of the of, rabbit. It,
0: it's like if... I am leaving you a million dollars right. on the provision that you do not harm any animals, especially rabbits. Yes, right. we get the, we get the spiritual sequel to that with Uncle Wufus.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> only it's Daffy. It doesn't work quite as well, no, uh, because Daffy is abusive. Um, where B- B- bugs just kind of wanted to chill, you know, and he was annoyed. It was, but you made this comment last season where Bugs has always been kind of an innocent, just, you know, chaotic, neutral character, where he's just sort of wandering through life, and he will retaliate when attacked, but generally speaking, he just wants to be left in peace. He was never, like, actively antagonistic. That was everybody else. He, he
0: was in the earlier cartoons, when he mm-hmm. was more wacky. Uh, yeah. Some of the er- his first appearances, yeah, when he- and again, Bob Clampett had him a little bit more antagonistic, mm-hmm.
1: But,
0: yeah, for the most part, it was nothing's bad will happen to you unless you screw with bugs.
1: Right. And I feel like when they did the Uncle Uncle Louie, I can't do Uncle Louie anymore when they do. And they did Uncle Louie in the previous cartoon. It was he was just. uh, You know, Elmer lived alone and he didn't want to have to deal with a rabbit roommate who was in his shower and in his fridge and, you know, was kind of a freeloader. That, but 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 Bugs was just being Bugs. Bugs wasn't doing that just to mess with Elmer. Like a lot of what Daffy does in this one, he is doing directly to mess with Elmer. Like his whole, like the whole thing was. And again, in the in the original cartoon, it's just such a quibbling point. But you know, whatever, animation nerds. Like <laughs> he legitimately got a letter saying that you're going to get this inheritance. Just don't hurt animals. And then the the fi- that final joke is with the inheritance tax. He owes them money. After everything that's happened, after all this abuse, you know, he, he actually owes them money because, you know, and then he chases b- bugs and we're out of the cartoon. That's funny. Here, b- Daffy's just trying to get in the house and he comes up with the scam.
0: Well, also the Uncle Wooey cartoon starts off with bugs being hunted by Elmer and his hunting right. dogs. Right. So you do get a little bit of a sense of this is retribution for you, you know, tr- nearly killing me. Because literally the letter from Uncle Woo-wee shows up as Elmer's got his gun right. pointed at Bugs' chest.
1: And it's so funny because he's like I I remember that cartoon. He's like, Oh, well, I'm getting a million dollars. Bye. And, yeah. <laughs> and and Bugs, like, I we're in the middle of a tennis thing here. I I, I need you to come back. And he's like, No, I'm done with you. <laughs> so to, in that sense, yeah, Bugs is like. No, we had a thing and you abandoned me. So I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be in your face about it. Mm-hmm. Like I I'm here, No, Daffy- you're right.
0: This, this one comes across. It, it, it's weird because, yeah, Daffy is simply trying to find a place to stay for the winter because mm-hmm. he doesn't want right. to fly south. And there is, again, this gag has been done before. There's, um, mm-hmm. oh, my God. I think it's called Birth of a Notion where <laughs> uh, Daffy tricks a dog into letting him stay for the winter. Uh, but again it's not malice until he finds out that the dog's owner is an evil scientist who wants a duck's wishbone (laughs) for his for his experience yeah i know this sounds so weird (laughs) um and daffy's like okay then we got to get rid of this scientist the dog's like he's my owner i'm not doing that right this one it yeah it doesn't work because the minute that daffy comes in it's like all of a sudden he's being abusive and the minute that Elmer even touches him. He's like, "I'll call Uncle Woofus and say you broke my arm or something like that." <laughs> and then it gets so surreal at the end with Uncle Woofus actually existing and a pet gorilla.
1: Yeah, it, it it clearly we've talked about this with the previous season. Clearly, the group working on this have some exposure one degree or another and some degree of reverence presumably for the looney tunes cartoons and they're so they're doing some updates but i feel like with a lot of that no one understands why things are funny or why things work and so they were like they missed the whole point of the uncle Louie cartoon and like you know it would be funny in this one if at the end the pet is not bugs but a gorilla eh that's not what's funny about this um yeah, that didn't work for me either. What works, though, is the last thing where they're running from the gorilla and you see Daffy. It cuts to Daffy flying. And he was like, maybe flying south of the winter is not a bad idea. And there's there's Elmer flapping his arms right next to him. He's like, you said it, Buster. I laughed hard at that. My kids both looked at me. It's like, he doesn't have wings. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Captain Concrete one in the, you know, and is and Concrete, the boy wonder um
0: Let's see what else we got here the, we so have i
1: mentioned before i mentioned before my daughter like hates bugs bunny and everything about him it's like why does he always win so we had a good laugh at the one where she where, where he was like well if that's all you want to do is catch me and then they go into the vr thing it's like like we can simulate you catching me and then you'll be happy if that's all it is you really wanted and then like hit bugs bunny messing with elmer and like tricking him that he's in vr with the scuba gear and the helmet I had a good laugh at that. I enjoyed that.
0: I thought that was pretty funny too, it's, especially since when he first comes out, and it's like it, it's a motorcycle helmet mm-hmm. with a snorkel on it. It was like I actually said to myself, I was "Like, wait, that's <laughs> not a via." Oh, I get how they're going with this. Okay. Yeah. Um, we also got a really good one with Wiley e. Coyote using a portal. He actually has like a two way portal mm-hmm. that he's trying to use to catch the Roadrunner, which again I thought was pretty funny not to mention had some very clever ideas the way he actually throw he throws one portal like a frisbee Mm -hmm. and it catches up with the roadrunner so then he can poke his head out of the other one and now his head is like on this flying frisbee about to catch the roadrunner like that's actually very clever i liked it
1: the other gag they do in that is that he's you know he's falling from a great height as he's wont to do Mm -hmm. and he uses the portal to get to a you know a shorter height so he doesn't fall to his death and he's like, okay, I'm safe. But then the portal falls on, a, falls cactus. on a
0: cactus. <laughs> like,
1: uh-huh.
0: Yeah, again, that was good. I love that we get the return of Marvin the Martian when he tries to do tests on bugs. The yoga lesson one with Daffy actually genuinely made me laugh. I thought that was kind of funny.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, let's see.
1: <laughs> he's doing downward dog. This is a, this, this, these are all my favorite animals. I love taking surveys. Clicks. That
0: was really
1: good. I, I laughed hard at that
0: little disappointed in the one where Daffy and Porky were uh, uh, cavemen, because again, I thought it was starting off pretty funny. I -hmm. I mentioned before that I did like the idea that I know that Daffy is Daffy, and a lot of the previous shirts have always been Porky's the straight man, Daffy is crazy. But I do kind of like some of these where it's just like, no, they're just roommates trying to coexist. And this one I thought was kind of a funny setup. The kidney stone soup thing, though, again, I was like, ah, uh, no, 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 no. Oh no, my no, god. No, no. When
1: he lifts up his feathers and shows that he's just a spine and rib. Oh god. Yuck. Again, gross.
0: whoever's doing the gross out humor for this show, you need to die.
1: <laughs> don't wish death on people on air. Um,
0: <laughs> I don't know the exact name of the person, I just hate the gag.
1: Um Oh my god! So this is the last one I want to talk about, and then I'll, I'll give it to you for the last word. Porky asks Daffy if there's someone out there who loves him. It's, it's the, Daffy, psychic, the psychic, yes. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> they, what are a range of emotions I went through with this. Because, like, you, like you, you know, you feel for Porky, and like it's it's a nice setup. You know, Porky's lonely, and Daffy's sort of taking him on this ride, and finally at the end, he was like, "It's it's it's me!" And suddenly they're in a marriage, <laughs> like.
0: I, I, I heard it's, mar- a, it's like not what i imagine, but i've heard marriage is all about compromise
1: yeah. yeah it's like i said like somewhere out there whoever wrote that has some issues they need to work out <laughs> not that i didn't laugh because i'll laugh at anything that's you know stupid and funny but like, i i saw that and i went what are you trying to tell me here <laughs> What what is this all about <laughs>
0: i thought it was funny as hell (laughs) yeah i
1: mean for for a moment you know despite myself i laughed but the more i thought about it i was like "Eh, i'm not sure if that sits well with me but whatever it's it's also a stupid two-minute cartoon um anything else you want to talk about with looney tunes before we close up for the night
0: like i said we i am impressed that everything that we said we wanted to see improved from the Mm -hmm. first season we have been seeing it with looney tunes we're seeing cut downs on the gross out humor we're seeing more developed uh, shorts. We're seeing a variety of characters. We're seeing them bring back more from the uh, Looney Tunes encyclopedia of side characters. So, again, it's like we're seeing progress. Yeah. They, they are moving in the right direction. It's still not anywhere near classic looney tunes but honestly i don't think that's a mountain that is ever going to be climbed i don't think that no. these shorts are ever going to get anywhere near as good as classic looney tunes but also, it is getting a lot here? Better.
1: like the, the actual episodes i think were only 10 minutes and i don't think oh they yeah were, were they not 10 minutes in the past or uh hang on i will check because this this was nine episodes and i feel like they were 10 minutes a piece and then we knocked this out in about 90 minutes yeah i
0: watched most of this last night before i freaking fell asleep hang on a second oh and looney tunes cartoons well you do that let me yeah oh no all of the episodes were like 11 12 minutes really from previous seasons first season 11 to 12 minutes second season 11 to 13 minutes
1: yeah these are all short, huh? Interesting. Well, Alexis, you know one thing that we talked about in the past that has not improved and could use some improvements is the use of music. You know, we're not getting a lot of the classic uh, compositions that we've gotten from previous ones. You know, from great uh, composers and orchestras. And I think if you really want to hear some of the some of the great old classical tunes in Looney Tunes cartoons, you can use our giveaway that we're doing. We're doing a free 30-day trial of the Amazon Music Unlimited service. Uh, the link is getamazonmusic.com W2Mnetwork, which you can find in the description of this podcast. You can screen, stream all the classical music you want or anything else, all 70 million songs for 30 days, no cost to you. Who doesn't love free? We all love free. Who wants to pay for it? not? Not me. So uh, click the link, getamazonmusic.com W2Mnetwork be a free 30-day trial you like it you keep it you pay the monthly fee after the first month uh you don't you can cancel it no fuss no must, but really why would you want to all right um so that's it that's our wrap up on looney tunes and Animaniacs. i will say,
0: I will say this like i said it seems like the guys who make Lo- the new looney tune shorts have been watching our podcast because everything we've said they need to improve on they have been so I'm gonna make a prediction here and let's see if it comes true. Speaking of Amazon music, one of the great composers whose music was frequently used for classic Looney Tunes was Raymond Scott. He created that iconic powerhouse. You know, dun 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 dun. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. So Warner Brothers, HBO Max, Looney Tunes. If you do in fact listen to our podcast your goal for the next season is we need at least one cartoon with powerhouse in it let's see it's like let's see if you guys are actually paying attention
1: uh the next so this was well timed because the next looney tune season four allegedly drops january 20th so we will figure out and we're going to do that we might continue to split them up this way because i don't think we can milk a whole hour out of these anymore um so we'll maybe we'll see what we're going to pair it with or Whatever. Alexis and I will talk off air and then figure out how we're going to do Looney Tunes season four and what else we're going to do. But I will tell you something we can milk a full hour conversation out of. The next time Alexis and I will be getting together just to do animation will be Hitmonkey from Hulu. Uh, I don't know, really quick, and we'll talk more about this on the actual review. But Hitmonkey apparently is a character from the uh, from the Deadpool comics. Any familiarity at all?
0: None whatsoever. Okay. And I, and I know I'm a, a a pretty big comic nerd. You can mm-hmm. thank Jesse for turning me into one.
1: Have you read much Deadpool?
0: Not that much. When you work the Comic-Con circuit like I do, Deadpool kind of becomes very similar to Harley Quinn. It's like you acknowledge mm-hmm. good character, has some good books. You know, you enjoy seeing them every now and then. But you don't actively look to include them more in your life because you see enough of them as it is.
1: Well, that apparently is where the Hit Monkey character is from, and they, much like Modok, uh, before the before the great demise of Marvel Television, um, th- this was one of these shows that was gr- green lit for Marvel exclusively. Um, everything, much of the other stuff that was supposed to come out of the Offenders was canceled, but they kept Modok, and the only other one they kept was Hit Monkey. So um that dropped earlier uh late late last year. we were still in 2021. Earlier this year, like a month or two ago, uh it dropped on Hulu. late
0: 2021. If you're watching yeah. this uh in the future.
1: Yeah, well, considering the future is tomorrow. Um
0: go get Jesse for more time travel jargon.
1: <laughs> uh so we're gonna we're gonna get, we're gonna get around to it in two weeks. The date on that will be January 13th. And hey, maybe eventually we'll we'll get a date that sticks for Green Eggs and Ham, the second serving, and we'll talk about that too.
0: Please, please, please! <laughs> I need. It's like, sorry, that is one of the best TV shows we've reviewed, and I don't mm-hmm. know how long I need more of that. It's so cute. And you
1: hit me up for Cuphead, and that you know that they, like they they did a trailer for Cuphead. What was that like six months ago?
0: Something like that. Yeah. No, I am really excited about the Cuphead animated series. The fact Mm -hmm. that they got Wayne Brady to play King Dice. Oh, my God. Perfect.
1: So, yeah, it'd be nice if they actually released any of this crap. So we could could talk about it. But, you know, we'll get there.
0: COVID, everything got pushed back.
1: I suppose. Uh, In the meantime, tonight, uh, myself and David Wright will be reviewing Foundation Season 1. Earlier this week, we did... um, Uh, a triple feature of ghost in the shell aeon flux and uh ex machina and then ronnie adams and i reviewed the king's man um alexis hana robert and i reviewed for two and a half hours the matrix resurrections well there was
0: a there was a lot to unpack with that movie
1: yesterday myself jesse starcher robert cooper reviewed the first of seven albums from lordiversity Superfly Trap, which uh, allegedly came out in 1979. Time travel, baby. Uh, tomorrow is New Year's Eve. Uh, we just have a re airing of our Cobra Kai season two to coincide with the release of Cobra Kai season four. Yeah, and I'm then sorry, on... we're, all,
0: we're all gonna go get drunk. We don't have time to record anything new.
1: And then, uh, well, that's not true. Um, there are people recording, <laughs> but it's just it won't air for a few more days. And then January first, uh, we'll we are re airing our Weird Al career retrospective that we did on the Metal Hammer of Doom that was a super fun show and then we kick off with brand new and exciting content on Sunday January 2nd with uh, source material covering billionaire island by Mark Russell and uh, you season three which I am in the middle of watching now so Alexis Haina, go ahead and do your plugs
0: all right well firstly we mentioned this on the matrix resurrections that we are going to go ahead and get ready pretty soon for our next bout of tripped up trivia uh for those who've been paying attention we just aired our previous one not too long ago december's theme of course was christmas we had so much fun recording that one january scene this is to tie into the release of the movie uncharted which is going to be coming out in early 2022 the theme for january is video games Old video games, new video games, Sega, Nintendo, Xbox, PC, Mac, whatever you play. If you are a serious gamer and you think you know your trivia, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. Let us know that you want to play. And now onto the plugs that actually pay my bills and then mark is put up on the wall. Pointing in the right direction there. Thank you. Is my company, Honeysuckle Rose Creations. I just got hit in the head with a dog bone. Thank you. Um... We are currently doing our end of the year 15% off sale. If you didn't get everything you wanted for Christmas, head on over to our Etsy or handmade at Amazon shop. As you can see, everything, including our necklaces, our earrings, our bracelets, uh, our hair barrettes, our bobby pins, everything is 15% off. This is going to go on to uh, the start of the new year, so go ahead and head on over. You just got a few more days. As always, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Our Instagram is temporarily down while we are dealing with Well, I'll just say we got hacked. I am dealing with a hacker who decided to try to make my life a living hell. Uh, So we're currently dealing with getting that uh, fixed. But in the meantime, our Facebook and our Twitter pages are still open. So go ahead and hit us up on that if you got any questions, if you're interested in custom orders. Always love making something brand new and fun for the customers. Uh, We're also in the middle of putting together some new pieces. uh, Right now working on some new stuff for our upcoming Comic-Con season. We are not on the road until at least March at the earliest. I need to go ahead and do our calendar, but we will have a bunch of brand new stuff. Including, we are uh, in the middle of watching Arcane. I am looking forward to adding some new uh, pieces inspired by those characters. Especially since I am willing to bet easily that uh, this is going to be the big cosplay theme for 2022. So again, just until the first of the year, go ahead and head over to uh, Honeysuckle Rose Creations at our Etsy and Handmade and Amazon shop. Where Fashion Meets Fandom at the intersection of Geek and Chic.
1: All right, folks, thanks for joining us here on TV Party tonight. We'll be back a little bit later with more of your favorite television show reviews. For Alexis Haina, I'm Mark Radlitz. Be well, be safe, and behave. Step into the